0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Colts Cast. My name is Eric Smith, co-host of the Colts Cast. Alongside me, as always, I have co-host Jamal Lawrence here.
1: What's poppin'?
0: We are here to talk about everything and anything Indianapolis Colts. Make sure to hit that follow or subscribe button so you can be notified on every new episode. Please be sure to follow us on Twitter, at the Colts Cast, and on Instagram, at Colts Cast. Not only will you see new episodes posted on there, but you will see updates from us, polls we run, highlight videos, and hot takes we tweet. Again, that's at the Colts cast on Twitter and at Colts cast on Instagram. Jamal, Yo. you know I got to ask this question every time. And you ready taught some Indianapolis Colts or are you not? Hey. I need to know. Hey, we ready today. If you're not ready, we can end the podcast right now. Hey. We ready today. All right, we ready. Because I want to start out with the latest PFF 2022 linebacker unit rankings. Blasphemy. Disrespectful to Colts Nation. Colts unit should have been number one. Instead, they were two, with the 49ers being ahead of them. So, which is. <laughs> Yo, they swear Fred Warner is the next Ray Lewis. Like, Dude, you I... got <laughs> next up. Yeah. Yo, this is crazy. Sure, Warner has what? 15 more tackles than Darius Leonard? Okay, that's fine. What about less pass defended? Less interceptions? I, I don't mm-hmm. even think Fred Warner had an interception. Correct. Uh, Darius Leonard, four. Force fumbles? I think he might have had one or two. Darius Leonard, eight. Mm. Uh, Darius Leonard is on pace to be top 10 on time in force fumbles, in my opinion. I don't know if he can crack that Robert Mathis number or Jason Taylor... Uh, any of those guys, but, I mean, he's he's on pace to be top 10 if he keeps it up. And don't give me that, oh, uh, that stat is just all luck, you know. The offensive player dropped the football when he got tackled. All right, whatever. Also, don't give me that, It's all it's, it ain't all about the numbers, Eric. What about awards, Jamal? Mm. Who's been an all-pro every single year and who hasn't? Talk to him. Pro bowler, three straight years. Talk to him. Then Then they come out and say... When Dre Greenlaw got back from injury, he was great. You know he only played three regular season games last year? <laughs> How are you gonna tell me somebody that played a hundred snaps is better than Bobby Okariki? Or O'Karake. We we don't know the exact pronunciation. Uh the correct pronunciation yet. Jamal thinks it's O'Karake, correct? Yeah. I've seen a lot of people say Okariki. We're gonna to have to ask him personally when we interview him. Um but yeah, I I don't I don't really understand this. I the only factor I see is the 40, 49ers they made the playoffs. They got really far too. Mhm. So the win factor is definitely there with them. But like this this thing that you know, Darius Leonard isn't good in pass coverage. Okay. Maybe he's not he's what? A tiny bit less better than Fred Warner, maybe. I mean, we could even argue that, right? Doesn't mean he's better overall. So I I don't understand this, Rankings, but what, what do you think, Jamal?
1: Man, you know I don't agree with it. it, it it's crazy. I, I don't know. I mean, yeah, they're going to ride Fred Warner like a bus route. But all I know is D. Leonard about to step up again for another crazy year. There's a reason why he's the highest paid linebacker in the league. And he, he's going to show us a year in and year out. That, that's that's all there is to it. I mean, I can't, I can't top what you just said. So we just gonna ride that wave. It's just, it's
0: so annoying. I, I, we probably shouldn't be too mad. I mean, we are top two, but dang, the disrespect on Darius Leonard. Yeah, you gotta put some respect on his name, like a birdman in here. <laughs> anyway, let's let's start out or let let let's go into the episode. So, we're gonna be talking about linebackers today. The whole linebacker squad. Uh, you know, depending on what formation we're running, there could be two, three, or four linebackers on the field. But we do like to run that four two five alignment, that nickel defense. We usually only have two linebackers on the field. So really it's just gonna be Darius Leonard and Okariki. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Franklin and Speed, they they do come in a few snaps a game, or not a few, you know, some snaps a game. But I believe their snap count was less than 20%. For yeah, it was, both it of them was really again, low. Yeah. Individually. So, I mean, we get it done with just two linebackers. And that, that kind of goes back to what I said a really long time ago, that there's a reason why linebackers are just not as valued as much as other players. I mean, pass heavy league, you can do it with two linebackers. Rather draft a cornerback. Rather draft an edge rusher. Rather draft... A quarterback i mean there's just plenty of other positions in need not to mention i mean you can get some of these really good linebackers in the later rounds so but anyway jamal let's talk about our new coaching staff for the linebackers
1: yeah i mean you know we had a lot of changes going on this offseason and not bad to see of course the new defense coordinator is going to bring in some new coaches as well so new linebackers coach for us this year richard smith guy good news for us he was with Gus he's been with Gus um, since Las Vegas since when they were uh, with the Chargers in Los Angeles so they got some history together they, they he understands the system it's another guy who doesn't have to worry about learning the ins and outs of this defense he can focus on player development which is huge uh, w- with the core we have now we know their skills we know that he, he'll be better at – he won't have to ask other questions about the defense. He can just use his perspective of what he knows, bring it straight to the D, the linebacker core, and just move forward with them and, and continue to see their success. Um, just a couple of notable players that have been under his watch with him, Kenny Murray, his rookie season out in, in uh, Los Angeles. And, I mean, mm. he, his stats were wild. as a rookie, 107 tackles. He had a QB hit, five tackles for loss. Uh, You know, I mean, he was just all over the place. Three pass defended, had a great rookie year. But his most notable, most notable one, Eric, I don't know if you know this, but this dude was Von Miller's coach in the early days at Denver. Von Miller? Who's that? Yeah. yeah, Just, 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 just just a dog from Denver who then went to LA. We know
0: Von. We know Uh, Von.
1: You know, I mean, it's, it's crazy. So, Needless to say, this guy has not only has been a linebacker coach, but he's also been a defense coordinator. So he understands the role. He understands the leadership portion of it. And having Gus, um, having Gus, you know, still be his defensive coordinator going into this. I really like the outlook for it, for our defense, for our linebackers. They're going to have somebody they can just go right up to, ask questions, get answers and get development. And they can trust him. That's that's 33 years in the league. I mean, he's got experience. Um, next up for us though is a familiar face we have seen in the Colts locker room many years ago. It was actually a part of that Super Bowl championship team back in oh six. Guy to, uh, goes by the name of Cato June. He's gonna be the new assistant linebacker coach for us. Oh, which is nice to see a familiar face. Of course, Jim says is all about, you know, keeping these players locked in. We we this is not the only former player we have on the staff with us of course we have reggie wayne this year he's the wide receiver coach so it's kind of nice CK to see Cato get back out here uh he like i said he was on that super bowl run with us but he played his best ball when he was with us i mean he had three consecutive seasons with over 100 tackles but what i like eric is i like this stat right here he had 10 interceptions while during that three years with us 10 interceptions which is great because like we just talked about i mean we're just talking about those um uh, those stats for Darius, I mean, he can get up there and get that ball. He can get the interceptions. So now we got somebody else to give a little insight, maybe over to to Bobby to kind of help him out, to kind of give him some leeway of how he used to play when he was in the league. Yeah. But another thing I do like about Cato coming over is after he left the league, you know, so often a lot of these coaches, they just get straight jobs in the league, you know, especially if they're really good players. They'll get a job in the league. They don't really have to go through the rankings. Once he left the league, he coached in high school. Uh, and then he got to linebackers and – uh, run game coordinator coach at Boyle, Bowling Green. So I like that he was the run game coordinator because he that means he understands He understands how important this run game is going to be for us and he can bring the inside back into these players. So I, I kind of do like that he had to climb his way up the coaching rank. He's not someone who just kind of got a handout. So it, I don't know. It's just something about that to me that I can appreciate. Uh, but yeah, those are two new coaches we got coming in for the linebackers this year. I'm really excited for it, man. Yeah, I like
0: former players coming in because they know the game. Mm-hmm. Especially ones that have played with the Colts. Mm. Just an extra spice to that. But yeah, also he has coaching experience. What's not to like? Um, I'm excited for them. But since we were just talking about Darius Leonard, we're, we're going to start it off with him. Ooh, I know we we dedicated a whole episode to him. <laughs> a whole episode. That's how great he is. But we'll just we'll just break him down a little bit. You know, second round pick in the 2018 NFL draft out of SC State. Our outside linebacker, could probably play middle linebacker, just wherever you put him, he could play defensive line, the maniac. You already know all-pro three times, four times I'm sorry. Pro bowler twice, force fumbles leader last year, tackles leader in 2018. As a rookie? Come on, man. Jamal, tell me about his stats.
1: Yo. 122 tackles. 8 forced fumbles. 4 interceptions. This man led the league in forced fumbles, Eric. Led the league. Led. Tied for fourth most interceptions. Or, excuse me, tied for most interceptions with four with none other than Kenny Moore himself. Hoping to get him back. 91.1 91.1 PFF, pro football focus, run defense grade, was the second among all defenders in 2021. Not just linebackers, bro. Not just linebackers. Not just behind, linebackers. But he behind Fred Warner. That's crazy, bro. <laughs> like, dude did it all.
0: Man. Almost,
1: yeah, every list has him at least top five or better. And and all, all I'm saying is, bro, it, at the rate he's going, after this surgery, fingers crossed, everything is on the up for him. Yo, this is just the tip of the iceberg. We're about to see something wild out of him for this career.
0: Yeah, I'm really hoping he recovers fully from his surgery with no setbacks. Ankle and back. Mm-hmm. He's really a beast. He played through his ankle injury last year. I don't like that, but he's still balled out. Um, Trust me when I say this. If he's not ready by week one, our defense will take a significant hit. Yeah. I already DM'd the Colts and told them what they should do with him. (laughs) We need to sit him for the next two months. (laughs) Because the only contact he should be having is with a stationary bike or something that keeps him conditioned. Because we already know what he's about. Let's take care of him. He has nothing else to prove. Arguably a top five linebacker in the game. Mm -hmm. I mean... (sighs) Top one in my opinion, but obviously top five. Let's just be cautious here going forward. Bobby Okereke, third-round pick in the 2019 NFL Draft out of Stanford. Now, he's our middle linebacker.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Uh, PFF, 2019, highest graded rookie linebacker. That year, his rookie year, he killed it. He killed it. But last year... He had two interceptions, four passes defended, one sack, 132 tackles combined, with eight nine being solo. Three tackles for a loss, two QB hits. Solid year from him. You know? Oh yeah. He, he probably trended down from his earlier seasons, but it, it, it was still a solid year from Okereke. He's good in pass coverage. One stat I did see only allowed seven point nine yards per completion. That's really good. For example, Micah, uh, Micah Parsons allowed seven point three. Bobby Wagner eight point four. So he's he's in that realm. Just for comparison, it's also good as a run stopper. I I like watching him play. He's he's a high energy player. We have a lot of those type of guys on defense. Mm-hmm. Effort goes a long way. It goes a long way in every sport. I like in basketball, I like rebounds. A lot of effort involved. Like that's why Andre Drummond was getting a bunch of boards. Russell Westbrook gets a bunch of boards. It's all about, you know, just having energy, having the effort. There's a reason he led the team in tackles last year, combined tackles mm-hmm. and solo. His missed tackled percentage was at seven point seven percent. That's not great. That's also not horrible. So pretty average compared to the rest of the team. So everything considered he's he, he's a fine linebacker let's see if he can up his game next year
1: i think he will going into year four that rookie contract man he's trying to get that extension he's a choice he knows he sees what we did with leonard we paid him i'm not saying (laughs) he's on leonard's level but right but my point is they know we care about that so I, i i think he's gonna have a big year this year we'll be back after a quick break
0: if if you look really well at the revenues of the different clubs and so on, like AC Milan uh, has had a, a kind of dark time of uh, around a yeah. decade, right? You know, we we kind of, uh, 15 years ago, we were leveled with Man United in terms of revenues, uh-huh. uh, Madrid and Barca, right? Sure. Like they've all taken off. They've all really developed commercially. AC Milan kind of stayed pretty much flat in terms of revenues until like three years ago, the new kind of leadership team Came on board and started looking at things in a in a in a different way. So we also acknowledge, you know, we 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 have a lot to do, uh, a lot. Yep, we'll see, we'll see. Tell me a little bit about Zaire Franklin.
1: Yeah, Zaire Franklin. You know, kind of as you talked about earlier, these guys didn't really get a whole lot of PT on the field. Um, they were more actually special teams players for us more than anything. But actually Zaire, you know, he just signed a three year extension worth ten million dollars, uh, with almost with up to twelve million. So he's got some incentives in there, which is pretty good. I mean, that was a steal for us and, and a good come up for him. But last season, 40 tackles, one interception and two pass deflections. And again, you know, you may be thinking to yourself, well, that's not a lot, but remember, he doesn't see the field a whole lot. You know, he's been a small piece of the puzzle for us, the linebacker position, but he's been a dog on special teams. Um, you know, PFF had him ranked at 83.7. Uh, was his overall grade for special teams, and that was ranked tenth among core special teamers in the NFL. So he's he's all over the field on special teams for us, and that's what we need. You know, some of our biggest biggest uh games came in special teams this season. He had a, he had a block punt against Jacksonville, uh, where we were able to EJ Speed actually recover that when he got a touchdown on that. So small things like that, they're small wins, but like I said, not a whole lot of stats for him on the field at the linebacker position, but it really is a great bargain for us for an additional three years. And I really think that this year he'll continue on that special teams route for us. But when he's on the field, he'll definitely make some noise. So I'm happy for him. You know, got his money, got the extension, and he's going to continue. I'm sure he's happy being in Indianapolis. I mean, what what more can you ask for? He's looking forward to a great season with us. Yeah, seventh-round pick in the
0: 2018 draft. Uh, like I was saying earlier, I think we both alluded to he's not seeing a lot of snaps right now. Uh, this could change under Gus Bradley. We'll see. But, you know, the the stats aren't there just because he, he only played, what, maybe a fifth of the snaps Leonard and Okariki did. Mm-hmm. But it, the Colts almost always use two linebackers exclusively, so... If they're gonna get the job done with just those two, Franklin and Speed aren't gonna see that much time. Of course, like you said, on special teams, dog on special teams. Oh, yeah. But I I have looked at you know Franklin a little bit. He's a he's a little undersized at six foot compared to other linebackers. Um, however, he's really good on special teams. Very durable player. He's been fully healthy. I don't think he's missed one game. Uh one out ob- of observation I did see on him. He, he's kind of like a glue guy. He sticks to whoever he's covering. He might allow the completion, but he's going to bring him down immediately. I like him. Just haven't seen much of him. so. And like you said, they, they re-signed him to a three-year deal worth $12 million, so they, they got to like him. We just have to see if his role gets bigger this year. Mm-hmm. E.J. Yeah. Speed, fifth-round pick in the 2019 draft. Same draft as... Okay, okay. I keep switching out the pronunciations. (laughs) EJ Speed is an interesting player. He played quarterback and wide receiver in high school. Then he got recruited to play quarterback at Tarleton State in Texas, which is FCS school. Then he switched to wide receiver. Then moved to linebacker after his redshirt season. Like, he's been doing it all. (laughs) He's played probably every position. Not really, though. But he... He does have that versatility with him. He was a tackle machine in college. I also liked how he got a lot of forced fumbles, just like Darius Leonard did. He had eight in college. I feel like that's a lot. If Darius Leonard were to get hurt, he would take over in Darius Leonard's position as a weak side linebacker. He would be our run, run stopper in the second level. I mean, he kind of mirrors a lot of Darius Leonard's stats from college. But just like Zaire, you don't... I don't see much of EJ speed unless it's special teams, just because of the formations we run. The snaps are limited, but Gus Bradley—he he might switch it up. You know, Gus Bradley runs that four-three base package, that covered three, that sometimes requires three linebackers. We could definitely see that. You know, mm-hmm. will we see it this season? I don't know. Again, I I like EJ speed. He's he's a very versatile player. He's interesting. I'm excited for our linebacker squad.
1: Yeah, definitely interested uh, and excited for it as well. And like you mentioned, I mean, in the event that D Leonard's out, he will step in and kind of going back to the snaps, which you were talking, he only had 139 snaps on defense. He played 273 on special teams. So obviously he was, that's where the bulk was coming from, but. Out of those 139 snaps, you know, he actually started in the game versus the Cardinals. I think that was Christmas Eve, I believe it was, or, or the week before Christmas. Uh, and that's the game where we had like six or seven people out because of COVID. Everybody got wiped that week. Wentz, right. Leonard, everybody. So EJ had to step in and and play that game. And I mean, he, he got, he ended the game with nine tackles that game. which is pretty good for somebody who's not a starter. Um, you know, and he played every snap, every defensive snap. So of that. That was 64 plays, and when you do the math, I mean, 46% of his snaps the entire season came in that one game. So, uh, you know, I just wanted to throw that out just because I I thought it was pretty interesting that we were looking at – they, these guys don't touch the field that much. But the one time we needed him on the field, just going back to what you were saying in the event that Leonard Turt, he came and he stepped in and he did his job. He took care of business yeah. you know, for what it was worth. So that's exciting. And I mean, he had a, he even got a touchdown on defense this past year um, for us. So that was that was great. Uh, and and he was the AFC special teams player of the week in week 10, that that game where he scored a touchdown off that black uh, that blocked punt against saxonville Clowntown themselves who beat us but you know no big deal Uh-oh, nobody but, talks about special
0: teams man. yeah it's yes yeah. it's, it's us the podcast podcasters or deep deep football fans will notice it but to the casual eye no nobody they just uh they just think it's just a moving piece yeah can you tell me about some undrafted free agents that we got added to our depth potentially
1: yeah, so we got two guys who are coming over for us, undrafted, free agent, both rookies. Uh, the first one being Forrest Ryan. This guy's coming out of Villanova, linebacker from Villanova. So excited to see him out on the field. Uh, 6'1", 235 pounds. So not bad. 2021 season. He was CAA Football Defensive Player of the Year. Uh, CAA Football First Team Defense. Uh, defensive player of the week for two times during the season, October 11th and November the 21st, football preseason, all-conference team. So he's kind of, he's been, he's has some nice awards to him. Uh, You know, we we like somebody who can come in and, like I said, again, as an undrafted free agent, he can come in and learn. He has the potential to learn. 6'1", 235, so the height-wise he's a little undersized. But, you know, not bad. I, I'll be curious to see how it works out for him. And the second one we have is Jojo Doman, that 6'1", 230 pounds out of Nebraska. Again, another one, not a bad guy. I'm ready to see what he can do on the, you know, kind of in the offseason learning. Uh, I think the rookies go to camp the 23rd of July. So they'll get a couple extra days out there to kind of test the waters and see what's going on. So I'll be curious to read about those guys and see kind of what they do. Um, but while he was with Nebraska, I mean, he had a pretty dominant career. He finished with 208 tackles, 26, uh, 26 and a half of those tackles for, for a loss, five and a half sacks, three interceptions, 15 pass deflections and nine force fumbles. So you got to like that. I mean, you, you can't, you can't be mad at that. So, uh, I'm excited to see what these guys do during the, during training camp.
0: All I'm going to say is. Kenny Moore was an undrafted free agent. Mm-hmm. Look at Kenny Moore now. Ball Look, I just want everyone to have an opportunity to show what they got on the field. So that goes for undrafted free agents. Day threes, day twos, day ones. Show us what you're about. Because you, you could have a success story. Because oh, yeah. Ballard and Riot, they have an eye for talent. They're going to start the best players, no matter Fit or anything, he don't care if you play left guard all your life the <laughs> man will slide you in at cornerback <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> not cornerback but he'll slide you in at right tackle if he sees fit if he thinks you're starting material need a spot on the roster you're, yeah, you'll find a spot but that goes for any position group. so for our linebacker squads, I mean just pull up in training camp, let's see what you got that's all I really got to say about them. I, I haven't seen much of them, to be honest. There's a lot of players to keep up with, but I'm in training camp. I'm going to have my eye on everyone. And that's going to wrap it up for us, ladies and gentlemen. I want to thank everyone for tuning into to the Colts cast. We release episodes every Monday and Friday morning. Go ahead and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any platform you use to listen to podcasts. We'll be back on Monday to give you some more Indianapolis Colts content. Have a good weekend, everyone.
1: Take care.